Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Barbara Walsh, a board-certified master health coach who overcame breast cancer naturally and is now seven years cancer-free. Woo! And Barbara helps business-savvy women who are at the top of their game to fiercely, fearlessly take control of their health like a boss, jumpstart a metabolic revolution in their bodies and regain their energy and fall in love with their bodies again. Now that's, there's an introduction. Oh my gosh. Barbara, welcome (laughs) to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Hey, expand on this because there's a lot going on there. So can you just tell me, where are you with, with your business today and who is it that you'd love to work with? Well, um, my business kind of was started as a result of my breast cancer journey and learning about options that I didn't know existed other than conventional treatments. And um, it was kind of like a rude awakening and a wake up call in my life that actually turned out to change my life for the better. And so there was a passion there after I was able to get my NED, which is no evidence of disease. That's what um, anybody who's been diagnosed with cancer wants to hear. Um, I just wanted to help other women to know, first of all, that they have options, but even more than that, I really want them to know that there's so much that can be done beforehand that in my own experience, I learned that um, there's lots of red flags that the body sends up over time. And that um, they're generally speaking, it takes 10 years for cancer to grow in the body before it could even be felt or detected or picked up on a scan. So when, when I was diagnosed, it brought me back to thinking about, you know, what had been going on in my body for 10 years before. And Mm -hmm. I realized that there were a lot of things going on that I just did not put together. It never, uh, it all seemed like a bunch of um, disjointed, random, uh, symptomatic things going on. And it never occurred to me that they could possibly be related. But fast forward, after everything I learned, I found out, yeah, they are all related. And all of those things that was going on for a period of time was my body, like trying to say, hey, we need, there's something going on, you know, like your check engine light is on and you're still driving. It was that kind of thing, but it was, it was going on and on and on. And afterward, I realized had I known 
everything that I learned through this process, I could have avoided a breast cancer diagnosis entirely. And I'm 100% convinced of that. And so that's really where my passion lies. I mean, I do work with women who have been diagnosed with different types of cancers, different stages of cancers, but my real, and I, I'm honored to be able to do that, but my real heart is to reach women before they get that cancer diagnosis and let them know that there's so much they can do. And more yeah, than that, go ahead. I think with, with that, and there, there is so much in, in that already that I want to sort of just expand on because there's, there's a lot of value there. There's a lot of information. And you know, one principle that, that we coach here on Forget Yourself, listen to the whispers before they become screams. Now, that's relevant to our body, to our mind, to our business, to our relationships. Where can we listen to these whispers? And it's all good saying in hindsight, oh, I should have known. Now, hindsight aside, there are things you can start to pick up on. So I want just a, just a few bits of information from you. It may be unique to you personally. It may not be. We'll find out in a couple of seconds. What were those red flags for you that at the time you had that little feeling in your side of yourself and now you're like, hey, that was a little tap, tap, tap from the body saying, hey, you need to pay attention. What were those? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think some of the earliest ones were that I was tired a lot. I was actually a real uh, workaholic kind of a person. That's just my, um, that's just how I am. I'm just one of these people that, you know, I'm driven to get the stuff done. And yeah. I was always like that. And um, I was also married. I have a husband. I had a son. I had business. And I was constantly going. And um, I never really took care of myself. And that meant I didn't feed myself well. Although I didn't know I was like you were saying, you know, you don't know what you don't know. I didn't know I wasn't feeding myself well. I didn't know that, you know, the fact that I was exhausted all the time wasn't really normal. I didn't realize that I, I had other issues going on. Like I would have digestive issues, um, skin rashes. Um, what else did I have? I had some other conditions that UTIs and stuff like that. Sorry, I th mm. that's too much information. But you no, know, like no, these... this is weird. Is these things are? It's good to share because it's so important to be all these little things that maybe we don't want to talk about, or it's a yeah. It's yeah. These are things that are important. We all have bodies. Things always go wrong. Okay, let's just yeah. put it out there. Yeah. So I mean, indigestion, constipation. Yeah. Um. You know, all and when you think about all those little things, like you know, oh, I get a rash. You don't think much about that. Oh, I eat food and I get indigestion. I mean, I was the kind of person where it was like I was always needing some kind of antacid or something like that because I always had indigestion all the time. Um, did it stop me from eating? No, not necessarily, but <laughs> I didn't feel good a lot of the time. And weirdly enough, I think in our culture, at least here in America, you know, we're very uh, symptom centric. So we're all just aware of what our symptoms are, but we never really think much about why we even have those symptoms. It Most of us, I know I didn't realize how connected everything is in the body. Like one thing is happening in the body and it basically is setting off a chain reaction in other areas of the body, but you may not realize that. And those chain reactions show up as all these different symptoms. So, you know, you might say, well, you may not think that a rash might be related to indigestion, you know, or if you have constipation that you may not realize that that could be related to brain fog or so that. With, 
with, with that inability to yeah because you say it's america i'm it's it's a worldwide this is a real pandemic being able to ignore all these things so maybe you kind of had a you, know, you still had the acid reflux you still had these things going on but it's like yeah but I'm, I'm still eating that or i'm still drinking that because it's so much easier to avoid oh yeah again, let's make this oh, more yeah. general it can be again relationships business hiring changing our roles with our body it's so much easier just to avoid this thing because i'm sure it'd be fine and i don't want to face it if it's not so just stuffing it down in a way is is a coping mechanism for an awful lot of people i think we all do it in certain aspects but sure, problems, sure. it it has a big impact so that's one thing that i think you're you're all about saying hey let's talk about this let's let's get to this before it gets to a problem yeah and you know i mean i i went an alternative route for you know addressing cancer that was in my body but i was never a rebel <laughs> i was always the most compliant patient you had ever met and when i tell you about all of these symptomatic things that i experienced I was at my doctor all the time. I was there all the time, constantly going in for one thing or another or another. What's this? Why am I having this? And they would, you know, give me a test. And then I would always say, oh, you know, you're in range. Everything is fine. And then they'd write me a prescription for something to alleviate whatever symptom it was. And mm. then I would take those things and then I would just kind of go on my merry way. So keep but on what, going, but resolving the symptoms, but underneath the actual root cause, what's actually going on isn't seen by the the standards that are currently right. out there and just not known right masked right. and enabled yeah yeah weirdly and you know I, I think that has to do with just the way that our culture is we're just so used to that you know and and that's how most of us are brought up we're we're taught to um to trust the experts they should know you know well not anymore. So <laughs> what is it when, when your when when your people come to you, what is it that you help them to, to work through initially? So that um is there a slight hesitance there? What what is it that you is it sort of your first steps for your clients? Yeah, normally when people come to me, they know, I mean, obviously if it's a cancer cancer patient, that's one thing, but I do work with other people too. And people like prior to a cancer diagnosis. Normally they come to me because number one, they're exhausted. They just mm. don't feel right. Or they just feel like CRAP, which is what they'll tell me. I feel awful. I just don't feel, I don't feel well. I have no energy. I just can't bring myself to do anything. And they're dissatisfied with a lot of things, even the condition of their body, the fact that they, they just don't have the energy to do things that they used to enjoy. Yeah. You know, and so when I when we start working together, the first thing that we do, and I always tell my patient, uh, not my patients, sorry, I'm not a doctor, my clients, this I tell them is that, um, you know, as a health coach, my job is to help you to get from where you are to where you want to be. So the first thing that we do is we take a look at where they are, warts and all, you know, no judgment, but it's important to like get that awareness. Because I think for myself, that was something that was totally lacking in that 10 year period where cancer was developing my body. I had no awareness. It was just sort of like, I was kind of, you know, moving through my days, but I had very little awareness just because I was so thinking about other things and 
thinking about something that um, might require me to stop and maybe make some changes didn't always seem like the most appealing thing to me. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Yeah. And so that's what I talk to my, the people I work with about many of them come to me because they're experiencing some sort of pain or some sort of inflammatory conditions going on, or some of them even have been diagnosed with something that has no real resolution, you know, mm. uh, like autoimmune conditions or um, people who, who deal constantly with, you know, digestive issues. And so, um, so yeah, so we take a look at what they're doing. We take a look at, you know, what is their real motivation for doing this? Because it's got to come from inside each person. Like in my, my situation, for me, it was like life or death. It was like, am I going to do this or I'm not going to do this? You know? And I think every person has to get to that point sadly, where they have to say, am I going to do this or am I not going to do this? And so we work a lot on motivation. Yeah. I mean, even life or death, even that's not enough for some people to, to make a change. We can get to this pivotal moment and still, still we, we want to avoid and put it off. So I think that's, it's just part of the human condition. It's, it's how we're programmed, how we, we, we're brought up, but with, yeah. with that, with the different angles that you take, yes, there's an awful lot of um, nutrition and things to do and actionable steps. Absolutely. But how much does hope and belief play in in what it is that you do? And is that something that you need to really improve or have your clients come with that hope and that belief already? Oh, well, it's it can be either. And that's part of my job too, as a health coach is to, to sort of reveal that, to shine some light on that stuff and help them to see it. Yeah. Because I mean, there's this whole um, thought, I'm sure you've heard about it, even in the medical realm where, you know, belief is so huge, even in the case of people who are being diagno diagnosed with chronic illnesses, even some terminal illnesses, there's been amazing strides where people are uh, I should say researchers are seeing that a person's belief can impact their outcome tremendously. It could even reverse an outcome that they may have been given because of the power of hope and the dynamic that that plays as it interacts with your health. And so Ooh, that's yeah. very important. Like when I work with the clients, when I talk about this motivation, I try to you know help them to get a vision of where is it that you really want to be? Because once you can see where you want to be, then you can chart a course to get there, right? So we have to define what that is first. So hope is huge. Hope is huge. Yeah. Yeah, that's massive. And thanks for raising that because it's with that belief comes an awful lot of things. Now, um, we've, you know, we've probably all seen the literature and the research about the, the effects of beliefs and the placebo effect. And mm -hmm. what I love is the nocebo effect. Yes. All these different things come into play. And I truly believe that, you know, as humans, we, we will prove ourselves right. Just from a, a thought process, if we want to believe something, we will filter everything we want to prove ourselves right. We've heard all the stories of people being misdiagnosed and they die from that disease with all the symptoms. And then it turns out they didn't have it to start with. We yeah. also hear all the stories about um, people being given the wrong grades at school yeah. or university. They go on to achieve massive things because it changes their perception that they're that they're intelligent and successful when really they failed 
yeah. all these different stories some have been maybe been embellished over time but there is enough of these to prove that the beliefs the hope where you're going that is probably one of the biggest things that we could the the biggest thing in our toolbox should we say mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely and that was something that was kind of you know revelatory to me as i trained to become a health coach because you know a, a lot of my background of course is you know has to do with nutrition and of course understanding you know the way the body systems interact with one another but one of the one of the main focuses of my training in order to become board certified was to was to work with people in what they call advanced behavior change because that's the key you know everybody knows what they should do honestly you know you know if you ask somebody you know they say yeah you know i should eat better yeah i should lose a little more weight yeah i should do this i should do that everybody knows it but do we do it and that's really where coaching comes in because it's like you help people to to tap in to those motivations to tap into that hope to tap into Mm -hmm. um their own innate ability to actually get there to to get get going keep moving and actually get there and that's really what it's all about yeah oh yeah as as human beings we have this special superpower to fuck up everything that we can make (laughs) things more complicated it's oh my gosh it's it's so true again health relationship business we all know what to do i mean we, we were joking offline about you know your next steps and being more visible and mm-hmm. being able to reach more people you probably know exactly what to do and how to do it but oh it's it can be tough so there, there's always these challenges along the way and it's not like you know with your journey and what it is that you coach and how you help people that's fantastic but you still have these challenges as a business owner even though they might be related this is ah the fun and games and frustration of being a human especially being an entrepreneur yeah (laughs) can you talk to to that side of things from from you personally as the human behind the business what has it been like for you personally to to start to build what I, i see being being a movement and really helping so many people through this how has that journey been like well when i first got started i was like over the moon especially once i got my certifications and i passed this massive test to get my board certification it never occurred to me that you know the business wasn't just going to take off on its own <laughs> and i think that was probably one of the biggest eye openers is that um there's so much more to mm. um the nuts and bolts of actually running a business than just the passion to do it, you know? And um, that's that, I think that was a big learning curve that, and I don't really have a marketing background, but when you are going to be um, an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, as I am, marketing is a big piece of the puzzle. And so along with all the other training that I've completed to be a health coach. And I think I mentioned earlier, I'm currently went back to college and probably the oldest student there, but uh, Hey, I'm working toward my master's in nutrition along with all of those pieces. Then there's this whole other area that I also needed to learn and I'm still learning. I'm learning every day. That What you're talking about there. I think there's a beautiful nuance in here of, with the solopreneurs that, that we work with, it's trying to find out where 
can you best serve? What can you best improve? Because wearing all these hats, oh my gosh, it's it's overwhelming. There is so much that you need to do. You don't just walk in and say, hey, I have this business. I help people. Cool. In they all rush. It's no, people need to hear you. You need to be able to communicate effectively, especially when it's something so, so personal and mm. life-changing and potentially we want to avoid it. There's a nuance of how to speak to people. So it's, I think my point here is where do we all focus as solopreneurs? Because I think those with passion-driven businesses, we want to, how can we improve this? How can we make this better? How can we make this quicker, add more value? And we often forget what you have is probably revolutionary and will change a lot of people's lives. And with your experience, we joke about the whole who am I scenario, you're the best person place to be doing this. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you still think that. Anyway, <laughs> the whole different sideline. But we want to improve what we do. However, yeah. these the sales, the marketing, the communication, because it's different, it's often left behind. Yeah, maybe that's the one thing that you need right now to focus on that bit, because what you have with the fulfillment, you can already do this. So it's where to find that, that right balance. So where are you right now as you, as you try to work on the, the bits that you know is going to move the needle? Well, um, in terms of business and marketing, um, I'm doing things now where I'm creating resources to put out there to engage with potential, I guess, clients or people who are looking for um, answers as far as taking mm. control of their health. Um, and hopefully through those um, types of resources, we can create um, a connection and I can, I mean, also in the process of building an email list by doing that. Um, I'm also, uh, right now I'm doing my very first, I'm in the process of working on, I'm doing my very first free event, which is super exciting, very daunting at the same time, lots to learn with that. So I'm doing that in the same vein to help reach out to people and also to give people um, just an idea of, you know, maybe what it's like to work with me, but also what it's like to make changes in their own, you know, to take steps toward making positive changes. Mm. And I found that that's really interesting because I worked with um, many people so far. And uh, one person I worked with, I remember asking her, you know, how she was very hesitant to come to me. She really only came to me because she was totally nagged to do so by her husband. And so when we started working together, she was very um, reserved and she held back a lot because I think she was, I don't know, maybe she thought I was going to berate her or judge her for however she was, whatever her practices or habits were. And that's clearly not my job, but she didn't know that, you know, so you know, we got to work together. And I remember asking her at one point, because she made terrific progress. And I asked her, you know, like, how has this been for you? How could I make this better for you? She said, honestly, she said, you made this so easy for me. She said, I, it made you made it easier for me than I thought it was going to be. And you gave me options that made it easier for me to do the things that I wanted to do that I didn't think was possible because I think people have that perception. I know I always did. And um, I always had this perception that, you know, Ugh, making these changes is going to be so hard. I don't have time to do it. And um, if I do, it's going to be, my life's going to be miserable and without any source of 
joy or satisfaction of any kind. And the weirdest thing about it is it's like the best kept secret. Like I tell people that, you know, you really don't have to wait. You don't have to wait until, you know, the doctor hands you some kind of diagnosis to turn around and make a change that's going to improve your life because the kicker is you feel amazing while you do it. And not just psychologically, physically, your body responds, you feel good. And it's like the best kept secret. It's like, it's like this deception, like people think, ah, it's too much trouble to make a change. It's not going to make that much of a difference anyway. Oh, one little change. What's that going to do? Believe me, it does so much, so much. And you know what? Honestly, I tell people by not making the changes towards the things that you want to do, you're really missing out on something. So. Yeah, absolutely. So in the, yeah, look at those changes, the changes that people need to make. What is it with with your setup, with your business? That what are the changes that? Because you said, um, you know, you, that client was was holding herself back. She was mm -hmm. reserved. I'd like to follow a thread and see how it could be relevant to you. So, where do you feel like you're holding yourself back in this new scenario of this this new modern world, trying to juggle and, and manage all these different um, technologies and social media and different outreach and how to find and communicate where is it for you that you'll look back and laugh in a couple of years time but right now it's like no I'm, I'm avoiding I'm struggling I'm holding myself back where is that for you personally oh gosh well I think it all started with the whole concept of um just actually telling people about what I had been through because it's personal, you know? So, it's, and then actually I've, I'm finding, you know, like a lot of the things messaging that I send out there, it's rooted in personal stuff. And so you kind of have to let go of the, whatever preconceived idea you have that someone's going to have about you, I guess that so that's, I think like the hardest part that, and also um, for me personally, being one person, I'm sure you hear this all the time, but it's tough juggling all the stuff because it yeah. takes a lot of time to do a lot of this stuff. Like social media takes a lot of time. Um, writing takes a lot of time. And I, I mean, I, luckily for me, I always enjoyed writing as a kid in school. I liked creative writing and all that stuff, but man, you, have, you really have to be a writer <laughs> when you become an entrepreneur, especially if you're looking to sort of, you know, make a splash in the online space, you have to be able to write. And then I, you know, the other thing that all, just all of it takes a lot of time. And I think I, I struggled with that a lot initially, like, you know, what do I even do first, you know, and mm. weirdly enough, um, when I got started, um, I was in a marketing sort of training course and, um, you know, their big push was to do, to start a podcast. And I was like, I never did that. How do I do that? You know, but yeah. that was sort of, that was the task at hand in this particular program that I was enrolled in. And so I learned how to do that. So podcasting takes time, social media takes time, writing takes time, developing um, materials as resources. It all, it all takes time. So I think the biggest challenge is really seeing how does that all work in how do you how do you do it in a day how do you just yes. how do you it's, how do you do that, it that focus that efficiency knowing what's going to move the needle mm -hmm. uh, maybe destroying a, a few a couple of false beliefs there saying all this stuff takes time mm. uh, looking at work that you do squashing his belief showing what's possible i'm gonna 
contradict that with, is that true? It, does it really have to take time? You are passionate so much about your, your subject, the, the women that you serve. If there's a level of resistance to find out where is that and to come back into alignment, things, you know this, become so much easier when you're, when you're in flow, when you know what you're doing, when you're confident. So find that misalignment. All this stuff takes time. Social media takes time. Yeah, it does. But does it have to? Oh, shit. Now there's a question. It is Ooh, a question. There's a question. <laughs> so I'm going to leave everyone with, with that question. These things that we know to be true. Again, as we spoke about earlier, being able to hindsight and, and we, will, we will, make, will prove ourselves right. Where is a little false belief that we have, even though we've proved it right? If it was opposite, if social media was easy, if writing was oh, a dream so quick, how would that change your business and therefore the clients and therefore your life? Yeah, good That's point. It's a good point. I think it's true. I think it's a, it is definitely a, a, a perspective shift. It's definitely a, a, it's definitely a thought process shift because it is the same. It's, you bring up a really good point. It's really kind of the same. It's just different. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, I think that that's actually something too, you know, I mean, I, it's something that I've been working through in the past couple of years mm. is the whole concept of, you know, looking at things that maybe, um, and this ties back to what I do, even with my clients in the health coaching space that, you know, looking at things that maybe I personally find is unpleasant, but looking at them, sh shifting, shifting it to look at, or maybe some things that I'm afraid to do that I know, yeah. don't know how to do, um, looking at them as more like um, excitement as a, more of a discovery. I think part of my challenge is I've always been a very perfectionistic type of person. Right. And that's yeah. something that's tough to let go of, you know, and I, I, you know, I have, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a business um, or marketing course right now. And my current coach mentor is always saying, you know, B, B plus work, B plus work is good, you know, and from, for someone who's a perfectionistic that like makes the hair on the back of your neck stand <laughs> yeah. B, B plus work. What? No, no. <laughs> yeah. Again, that's great advice, but it's how you implement that for yourself. It's how you yeah. find what that means for you because logically you get it, but emotionally, yeah. Ooh, this is where it starts to get, get tricky. Yeah. Look, Barbara, thank you so, so much for sharing what you do, how you help so many people, but also behind the scenes of what it's like for you as you are in these, these beautiful stages of growing your business. It's fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. Look, if you want to find out more about, about you and the work you do, where can they find you? Okay, well, you can find me on social media because I am there. You can find me on Instagram. Um, I, it's under my business name, which is at Good Nature Wellness and also on Facebook at Good Nature Wellness. And also um, I, I have a podcast, the Good Nature Wellness podcast. I stream everywhere so you can find me there. And I would love to offer your, your listeners a, a resource. Um, it's called Five Things I Wish I Had Known Before I Was Diagnosed with Breast Cancer. And you can get that by going to my website. It's totally free, www.goodnaturewellness.com slash five things freebie. Awesome stuff. Everyone go and check that out. Sounds amazing. But Barbara, again, thank you so much for, for being here today. It's been amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.